Welcome to Bachelor of Hearts Presents Scholarship, the real Love Boat Australia podcast that asks the question, Are you ready, kids? Hi, <laughs> Captain. My name is Xavier Robetsky noonan and I love The Bachelor, and I hate the SS coronavirus. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is my first mate, the real Max Quinn. Hey, it's so nice to be here discussing a brand new show here on The Bachelor of Hearts Presents Scholarship, The Real Love Boat, Australia, Season 1. Let's go. Hell yeah. Um, Firstly, I would like to acknowledge that today we are recording on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and pay our respects to the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Uh, We acknowledge that sovereignty of this land was never ceded and that it always was and always will be aboriginal land but enough about land (laughs) it's terrible delete delete undo we're going to international waters baby that's right uh yeah look if the powers that be don't want us to talk about bachelor on our bachelor podcast we're gonna find something else sure as hell are and thankfully (laughs) there's something reasonably similar channel 10 has put a dating show in its place and we are thankful for it. right and as as we've mentioned already the boats, you know, like it's all—it's mm. all much of a muchness. They're competing for dates. There's like a, there's a real bull banquet type thing that happens. You know, the the, the overlap is uh, like like waves overlapping <laughs> at the crest uh. of a, a wave. I don't know much about. And do you know what's so surprising for me is that this show is not a Titanic. How, in what way do you mean it's not a Titanic? I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not sinking. Oh, really? In the okay. way. I oh, mean, look. Uh, some would disagree. Storytelling wise. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, look, I agree in the sense that both this film and Titanic have, uh, you know, stories that will unite yes. uh, audiences from six to sixty six. <laughs> what is it? What is that phrase from from, from six to eight the to river 80, sticks. Maybe it is yeah. from six to the river sticks. That's yeah. what it is. Well, uh, Zavi, if this is your first time hearing us. Here are me? The important I've heard me for <laughs> 30 years too long already. Mm. Here are the important dot points, okay? Yes. This Bachelor of Hearts, as you might have guessed, a Bachelor podcast. Right. Love talking about The Bachelor, but Channel 10, as you may know, <laughs> took you, it off the air. If you look at our most recent episodes, we do mostly talk about the Flintstones, but leaving that aside for a moment. Yeah, here we are talking about this uh, brand new offering from Channel 10, the real love boat and so this is a separate and distinct property for us what we're going to do is break down everything that happened in both episodes number one and number two start to think about who's formed connections what the show is portraying to us and how that is happening yes what that says about us as a society also sure yes a seafaring society (laughs) as a society who has moved off land like in the movie Waterworld. (laughs) we are drinking our own piss uh you know and here's to ya. Hey, cheers. <laughs> um, but 
since we did begin our lives as a Bachelor podcast. Yes. And we, we would like to become one again. We would like to return to The Bachelor at some point. Right. Uh, I think it would be worthwhile for us to talk about some recent developments in the world of The Bachelor. Yes. Um, so as to... Stay afloat in Batch Nation. Right, right as we are ebbing, flowing, bobbing up and down in the waters of the real love boat Australia. Mm. Let's just toss a little lure in, see if we can get any nibbles from Batch Nation <laughs> right. as we go. Before we dip our toes in, there yeah, it is. before we do up our floaties and yeah, flail. Right. Uh, let's do a quick Batch World catch up. First and foremost, there is a big story. Yes. We had, we last, last time we talked about The Bachelor, we reported that there were, uh, rumors floating around. <laughs> Good. Uh, that The Bachelor's season 10 of Network 10's hit dating show, The Bachelor, would not air until 2023. And this week... It has been confirmed. Okay, we now yes. have an official premiere date for The Bachelors. Season 10 of Network 10's hit day 10 show, <laughs> The Bachelor, will air starting from January 2nd, 2023. I have two thoughts about this. Hmm, I have number a number of one, thoughts as well. It's very soon. Number two... What, are they burying it? Is this not the summer off-season? Is this part of the ratings period? What's happening here? You know, actually, I, I'm uh, I'm curious about the first thing you said, that it's very soon. Because to my eyes, that feels like a long way away. It's like almost three months from now. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, we've already been waiting about three months since it was originally like promoted. True, true. We've known that it was coming for a year on top of that. Mm -hmm. Um so it is strange. It will be more than a year since we have had Batchy installments. Oh, yeah. Um, so very odd. We don't understand this decision. There has clearly been some kind of mistake here. We've talked about this a handful of times. That, like, someone has made an error. Someone spilled coffee on the tapes of The Bachelors and they had to like send them off to be cleaned up. or something. I assume they use tape, right? Yeah, I think that most, most modern productions are tape-based. Mm -hmm. Um, January is a very unfamiliar time of year for the Australian version of the franchise. Yes. Um, Channel 10, and, and you're right to question whether this is a good ratings period. I would, I would argue it's not. Um, I don't know how the data gets collected at this time of year because I don't think all of the networks treat this as like a prime ratings time. Yeah, I, uh, speaking only from a radio perspective, I don't think that that gets measured until mid-Jan. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of expectation that people are watching at this time. Yeah. Although, funnily enough, uh, this is taking the slot of a Network 10 show that airs every year that generally rates really well, oh. which is I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Well, you can leave. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. I gotta go. Um, well, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Has indeed gotten out of January. It will right. now be airing later in the year because it's gone back to its overseas shooting, um, right. and I think that means that they're putting more energy behind it or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I don't know why these decisions get made. It is odd. It's odd. Um, but yeah, that that uh, show rates pretty well. So I wonder if they're hoping that some of that will translate over. Yeah, if we're en entering an empty period on the schedule, like yeah. we're not competing with any My Kitchen Ruleses or The Blocks or Mafsas. Right. I'm sure they're hoping that that will give them a big leg up. Yes. Um, or they're just hoping that nobody will notice that they bury it here. Yes. My initial reaction was like, Channel 10 is putting it in January so that they can just dump the episodes out somewhere. Yep. 
technically have released it and then they can cancel the show and move on. Yeah, I think that was where we both, when we were texting about this, were like, oh, they're dumping it. It's being buried. This is the Titanic. Yeah, and yeah. I think I said, like, they want bad ratings for it so they have an excuse not to do it again. Precisely. You know, so yes. that they have something they can write in their press mm-hmm. releases, which is quite cynical. Yeah. I don't know if that's how decisions get made because obviously there's a lot of money that goes into these things. Yeah. Um, but yes, it will be interesting. The The real interesting part that I'm curious about um, with regards to it taking the slot of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yes. Is I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here is a TV show that airs like five days a week. True. So there is a possibility... I don't know if they will do this, but if they if they wanted to take over that slot directly, they could dump the whole thing in like two and a half weeks. Oh my god, they absolutely could. And let me pitch this to you. If not that, neighbors starting again. <laughs> They're gonna just throw it back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they didn't announce that neighbors is coming back at the upfronts, but right. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I think that'd be a good thing to do if I yeah. was if I was in the shoes of channel Mr. Upfront at Channel 10. Right. Yeah. Um if they do five episodes a week like they do of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here Yes, it will kill us it will be a three week run and we will be dead by the end of it right and I believe in my heart of hearts that they have been trying to kill us for a number of years very very long time and do you know what they thought uh, this year with the Hottest 100 uh, in January Mm. and you know Max Works at Triple J who's joining us a significant amount of time for uh, well, for my brain space for the year, mm-hmm. let's in those three weeks. They also, also waited for us to launch our Patreon, where yeah. we're doing two bonus episodes a month. Really good. By the way, if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, we would absolutely love to have you there. We have some fantastic bonus episodes coming up for this month. First of all, we're going to be talking about two books that were just released yes. within the world of The Bachelor. One written by the fabulous Brooke Blurton that I have been reading and really enjoying. And another one, which you've been reading, and you can tell me who it's by and what it's about. So, yes, it is by uh, Brittany and uh, Laura yes. from The Bachelor. Laura Brittany Byrne, Huckley, Brittany Huckley. And, yep. yep, there you go. And uh, look, it's called Big Love. I can tell you that it's sold out at Big W in Ballina. Wow. Which is where my sister went to try and get her copy. Mm. And I was like, guess what, bitch? I'm reading it. <laughs> I can tell you that Brooke Blurton's book is um, jumping off the shelves at both airports I went to over oh, the last fantastic. week. Oh, fantastic. So People I saw love the blurt. even more than one copy being purchased. Wow. So, Look, good blurt on attack. Book. The other big news. Yes. And I mentioned that I went on an airplane this week. You did, yes. There is another exciting thing happening for our Patreon listeners, which we just recorded <laughs> as part of our Batch Wild catch-up, but it was a bit too long for us to keep in this episode, which is mostly about boat stuff. When I was in... Queensland mm. over the weekend. Mm. I visited a, I made a pilgrimage to a holy spot. Yes. To a uh, very important part of the world for The Bachelor and particularly for The Bachelors. Season 10. Season 10 of Network 10's hit dating show. Uh, I went and visited the mansion. Oh shit. And I recorded my reactions and thoughts Xavier RN's audio tour of the mansion right is going to be available on the BOH Patreon that's right it's that's definitely what's going to happen. a tour of the mansion yep. and that is not misrepresenting it in, in any way, way. <laughs> okay great cool uh, so yes please uh, subscribe to the Patreon if you'd like to hear that I promise it will be at least as good as this look let me tell you uh, not not to spoil anything but someone gets rumbled <laughs> That does spoil something. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting rumbled... Hang on, my computer's falling asleep. They've rumbled me! 
Speaking of getting rumbled, Nick Honey Badger Cummins yeah. has been accused of endorsing human rights abuses in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking headline. Holy dooly. What? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read this straight from the City Morning Herald. Yeah, please, I... let's t- talk to me more about what this man has done now. So, of course, we know former Australian rugby player and former bachelor Nick Cummins from Network 10's hit dating show. Uh, he's been accused of endorsing human rights abuses in Hong Kong by pro-democracy leaders as the reality TV staff becomes the face of the Hong Kong government's new tourism campaign. Oh, no. Yeah, interesting. Oh, <laughs> dear. Not good timing on Nick's part. Uh, yes, he uh, is at the centre of their campaign to remake their international image after the COVID-19 isolation and a sweeping crackdown on pro-democracy leaders, students and media organizations crippled the city's global reputation, saw dozens of political figures jailed and sent thousands of people into exile. We know these things about Hong Kong. Having a tough time right now. Mm. And Nick has gone, oh yeah? Bit oh, of a... Fucking give it a rip, Bit hey. of a paycheck? Yeah, well, you know, call me the Hongy Badger. <laughs> Do we... Do we know that for sure that he doesn't say that? Because I feel like there's a good chance if he thought of it, he would use that. I think that if that was available to him, he would use it. Yes. So essentially, you know, according to this article, he is endorsing a government that is violating human rights. The people of the city are actually struggling because of what the government is doing. By taking these jobs, celebrities are endorsing a government that is condemned by the international community. Uh, and he is in three one-minute ads where he goes through the harbor and visits temples and high-fives students and eats right noodles and says culture. Oh, Jesus. In a press release first reported by Mombrella, Cummins says, Hong Kong is one of my all-time favorite cities in the world. I can't wait for Aussies to explore Hong Kong like I have. Uh, But critics say the ads depict a Hong Kong that no longer exists. (laughs) So... Fantastic. Uh, yes, I'm just sharing this because it tickles me. Although, obviously, it's that somewhat horrific. That headline is just putrid and also so reflective of what we know about this man. Right. Um, that is it for Batchwell Catch-Up. But that is not all the news that I have to share because we are premiering a new segment here that I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start calling Boat World Float Up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. About new developments right. in the world. News of from the real love boat. Of course, this is the first... Wait, we're about to talk about the first episodes, but it, we're recording this episode late. So we, yes. we missed some stuff. There's some stuff that we can talk about that's happened in the week since these aired. Um, first of all, we can talk about it being bumped back. So oh, yeah. the first week of episodes aired at 7.30 p.m. in uh-huh. the coveted spot once occupied by Network 10's hit <laughs> dating show, The Bachelor. Uh, but after a pretty dismal first week of ratings... Um, for these episodes that we're going to talk about today. Uh, it has been bumped back to 8.30pm. Starting from its second week of episodes, The Real Love Boat had a lead-in from repeats of Season 2 of The Doghouse Australia. What is that? Which is a show... It rated okay when it first aired in March. Oh, is this the show where people go and they adopt dogs? Yes. If you want to go on the dog, you have to adopt a... If you want to go on the show, if you, you have to If you want to be my dogger... <laughs> That's you right. gotta get with my show. It's a nice show. Yeah. I've watched a handful of episodes of this thing. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's not exactly going to get a huge amount of... Like, repeats are not going to get a huge amount of new eyeballs onto no. the love boat. I think, uh, you know, we're talking about burying things. Um, and then the Thursday night episodes get a lead-in from Gogglebox Australia, which is much more popular. Definitely. And these are new episodes. So I feel like that might do some good for... The Real Love Boat. Also, I've noticed that they're going to start talking about The Real Love Boat on Gogglebox. Goggy B. On some level, 
from watching these episodes of The Real Love Boat, it feels like it exists so that Gogglebox will have something to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Look. one of those shows where it's like, this exists so that people can go, what do you mean The Love Boat? And then you can have old people being like, I used to watch The Love Boat 6,000 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This does feel like Gogglebox fodder. Mm. Um, and to that extent, Channel 10 milk that cash cow. Yeah, right? of course. But this show, on the whole... Ah, uh, look, I kind of liked. I also kind of liked it. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll have plenty to talk about as we get into the recaps. Um, I just briefly for the ratings heads out there, since yeah, we have this yeah, data, yeah, we may yeah. as well Give talk about start. it. Um, episode one attracted an audience of 215,000 Metro Overnight mm. viewers, which is not good. No. Um, and then the second episode, it sank even further to 174,000, which is like real bad. Um, for context, the lowest overnight ratings that a Batchy episode ever got was 249,000 yeah. for the Mardi Gras Parade episode of Brooks Season. Um, which, you know, we've talked about this a thousand times. It did better on catch-up, and, and this may well do too. Yes, we um, don't know anything about the boat streaming. Right. <laughs> going down that stream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't imagine anybody's looking at this and going like, yes, another fantastic success for Channel 10. No. With that said, we learned this week at the Paramount Upfronts, Upfronts that Channel 10 has renewed The Real Love Boat for 2023. I kind of think there's something there. Yeah. I mean, this was before I think any of the episodes had aired. Uh-huh. So I imagine the decision was probably made quite a while ago. Right. Um, and also, we have to keep in mind that at this point, we kind of keep these announcements like with a grain of salt, right? True, true. Or with a splash of salt water. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, because, you know, we, they, we were told that there would be Bachelor this year and there wasn't yeah bachelor and bachelorette bachelor and bachelorette neither of them happened mm. now we're getting bachelors next year yeah let's say uh to be determined and of course there. neighbors is coming back as you <laughs> just said uh yes we'll keep our, our eyes on that um is this the part of our podcast where we reveal all of the tentative alternate names that we had for this podcast absolutely yes i would love for okay you to good do that. yes great okay um so <laughs> I feel like we started slow, and then the second day of, of name iterations... It really ramped up. We really got there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a little self-indulgent, but also, like, if you're wondering why it took us a week to get this out, it's because we were umming we and no ahhing about yeah. all of these. Uh, so we started with Boachler of Hearts. Not bad. Which was like, sure, if you're going to do a boat, you know, yes. That's it's a front runner in the boathouse. Yes. And then we were going through... Going down with the ship... I don't know if that... I was just trying to think of boat like, Yeah, we're just we're thinking nautically here. All, all hands on Drek. <laughs> Why was it Drek? Uh, that's like if we were a Mad Magazine. Oh. You know, like okay. if we were on like all hands on Black or something <laughs> would kind of be the, the tenor of that. Um, like rearranging deck chairs on the podcast. Yep. I mean, that's, again, basically nothing. Yeah, but it's really good. Wait, is All Hands on Direct just like a Rob Diedrich po podcast? Wait, what's Rob Diedrich? Diedrich Rob Diedrich is the guy who does ridiculousness, messiness. Um, he's also the professional skater. He's the MTV business guru guy. I've missed this guy. Oh, you got to look up Rob Diedrich. Okay. Yeah, he's an incredibly popular MTV man. Oh, I'm sorry to Rob. Um, I've heard of a different Rob that has a podcast. Is that him? <laughs> no. Uh, sale of the century. Not bad. That's decent. I like that. Although might people might be confused into thinking that we're doing a podcast a game about show a kind of game yeah, show, yeah. which would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, poop deck. Poop deck. I mean, it's not that kind of show. We're a no. little grown up around here. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to just go around calling it fucking shit, Doc. 
Shit doc? That's actually not bad. I'm adding that to All the right, list great, right now. Uh, 20,000 words under the sea, <laughs> which I feel like is quite good. And now I'm just going to quickly run a word count on the notes that I have taken for this episode yeah, you and tell just me. see if we're roughly in the neighborhood. No, it's only about 4,000. <sighs> Rough. Yeah, so we can't live up to that. We're going to need a bigger podcast. I loved that one. That's decent. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, overboard, but like bored, like bored. <laughs> like I'm so bored of them listing all these. Can they get to the recap already? Like that type of bored? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bored, like I'm hitting the 30 second skip button. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> until I can hear Max's voice. Because Xavier's really hogging the mic <laughs> this episode. My other podcast is a boat. Um, uh, maybe I should read some of the ones you had. Because okay. I think you had a good list. You, you were like boat unboat. Like, quote-unquote? Like, quote-unquote, yeah. Okay, yep. Uh, Murder, She Boat. Murder, She Boat, I loved. Imagine, though, if we had done that and then Angela Lansbury died. Oh, my God. Which she just died a couple of days That's ago. That's fucked. Um, yeah, that would have been pretty hard to do. Uh, Anik Boat. Yep. I think we'll be sharing some Anik Boats on this podcast. Probably. Not too bad. Uh, Truman Cabosi. <laughs> <laughs> sort of free associating, nope. I think. Yep. yep, I think at this point we are pulling words out of the net. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bodily Wild. Bodily Wild. It's kind of good. Uh, cruising together that honestly felt pretty close yeah I think we were close on that one yeah oh, only thing is I wonder that there'd be some people who wouldn't get their reference which yeah. is a shame uh, forget about it <laughs> that was a good one that's a great one yeah it, look if people want us to change it it's probably not too late <laughs> we did do a whole theme song or whatever but you know you we know, could yeah. slot it in uh, this was one of mine boat voice my wife <laughs> <laughs> this one I think you really need to see written down but I was happy with that um, I love that Ship of Fools. That's just nothing. Um, the way that you might describe the people, uncharitably, the people who are on this show, I guess. I think they're all right. I think they're fine. Yeah. That might have worked because we hadn't seen any episodes of this when we were yeah. talking about it. If these. they were dummies, then maybe that would have worked. Right. The Glass Bottomed Podcast. <laughs> uh, the Boat People People. The Boat People People. I kind of like that. That's a great band. This is a great band. Yeah. We would just talk about the band. We would. And in fact, maybe we will. Great band. Um, showboating. Because it's bad. a show. Yeah. Speaks for itself. Uh, row, row, row your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, the podcast of Theseus. I missed this. So you know about the ship of Theseus, which no. is like if you... Was it in a movie? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a phrase. It's like a... It's a uh, I think it's a mythology okay. sort of thing or whatever. But it's like if you remove a part from a ship and replace it, yeah. is it still the same ship? And you, you pro oh, would probably say yes. yes. But if you were then to gradually, bit by bit, replace every single part of the ship one by one, yeah. would, at the end, you still have the same ship. But would it be a completely different ship? Oh, is this the same thing as, like, you know when you get a group of people and they ejaculate into the ocean? <laughs> you know? And then it all yes. disappears? Do you know of about course, this? we all do this. Everyone? Like the Spermuda uh, Triangle? Is that, what, is that what you... Do you know <laughs> what I mean? saying the Spermuda Triangle? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've all done it. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, Podcast... Pod <laughs> Podcaster and Commander, the far side of the world. <laughs> I would have I like that. pushed for that. Yeah. Uh, friendship. Yeah. Pretty good. That's probably what led us to scholarship. Yes. The Tom Cruise podcast, but both of us have to change our names to Tom. Pretty good. We're talking about the cruise. Um, what's your name again? Tom. Yeah. So we got halfway there. Yeah, I didn't want to change mine, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, H2O just add podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever floats your podcast Great, yep uh, The Real Podcast Yep <laughs> I'd I, For some reason The Real Love Boat Makes me laugh every it's single so time stupid And so I, I think The Real Podcast Or The Real Bachelor of Hearts Or something Was, yeah. you know, something uh, And then who I think Evie suggested Love Boaty McLove Boat Face Yeah, that's really funny Which is extremely good 
Uh, so that's <laughs> felt a bit self-indulgent. But that's fine. That's how we got there. Got something out of that. Uh, before. <laughs> Wait, were there not more? No, that, oh, that's all I have on my list. Wait, but then when did we come to scholarship? I don't know. We just thought of it, and then we went, "Yeah, that's probably going to be it." That's right? the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is one more piece of news actually that I want to talk about. Oh, great! Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Because <laughs> we will we, never yeah. get to the content of no. this episode. Um, we've done Batch World Catch Up. Yes. We've done Boat World Float Up. Yep. It is important, also, I think, in some level, for us to talk about something that's happening on another show, in a new segment that I'm calling Love Island World Glove Gliland Glup. <laughs> I figured we should mention this. Love Island Australia has just announced it's coming back at the end of October. So, like, quite soon. Yeah, this is the Sophie Monk vehicle. Is that yes, right? Yeah. That's right. Uh, and it's a vehicle that's more land-based than this one. Weird. Even though this, it is an island. This television show... Sand-based. The Real Love Boat Australia has been described as the love boat on a cruise ship. Yes. Um, so Because it is the love boat. And so, of course, <laughs> it would make sense for it to be described as the love boat on a yeah, cruise ship. Yeah, exactly. Yep. People are honestly nailing it with that description. <laughs> Uh, Love, Love Island, on, Island a on a cruise ship. Yes. Um, so I figured I figured this is worth talking about um, because they have announced that it will be streaming exclusively on Nine now. Yeah. It will not be on the terrestrial television. Now this is really interesting because this show rates really fucking well mm. on streaming for Channel Nine. Exactly. I think it has always done better on catch up than yeah. it has on broadcast, and yeah. I think they've probably been eyeing off this decision for a while. It's a really smart play. If it, I'm fuck, what about revisionist history over here? It's a really smart play if it works. It's a really <laughs> smart play. Full stop. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's but it's fascinating as well. I think it's a it's a really big shift yeah. for the reality TV dating competition ecosystem, but just yep. for like Australian TV, I think broadly in general. Incredible. Like if you are uh, going to prioritize VOD video on demand, mm -hmm. fucking do it. And yeah. this is an incredible way of doing so because they must look at their things and be like, we're getting a lot of catch up viewership, but what if we just put all of our attention, all of our resources, all of our marketing spend into getting people behind this. Right. And by having exclusive stuff on that, um, platform, it's just going to draw more eyeballs to it, draw yep. more support yep. for it, and give yep. you more reason to put more behind it. Exactly. It's like how Netflix for a while didn't have any original content or whatever, and then after they started adding stuff that you couldn't see anywhere else, um, and they built up enough of it, it, suddenly every single person has Netflix. Of you know? course, right? And Netflix originals are now maybe what you go to the platform for mm. more so than you do to watch whatever Christmas movie or whatever. Right. Not, not everyone, but yes, I, okay, I agree well, there. Yes. So that's all I have for the Love Island, Glove Island, Glove, Glove, <laughs> for now. It's a great segment. Yeah, thank you so much. Back. Um, that's it for news. Wow. Um, but let's, let's set the scene a little bit for The Real Love Island. Yes. Which is a TV show that I imagine our listeners may have the watched. The Real Love Island? N we have to get this straight. Okay. This What's the show called? Not Love Island. Not Love Island. Not The Love Boat. No. Not the real Love Island, nope. which we've yet to see. Yeah, and I'm fascinated, really fascinated to learn about what the real Love Island is all about. But yeah. we'll, we'll have to wait for that. This is the real Love Boat. Toot toot. Uh, now, before we talk, <laughs> I just realized I looked at my notes. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, I think writing the notes will help guide the conversation. And the then every time we one. sit down, this is so messy. Anyway. <laughs> The Love Boat. Let's yes. talk about that. What yeah. the fuck is that? Okay, so here's what I can tell you about The Love Boat. Please. 
it was on at one o'clock in the morning on Channel Ten when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. And oh boy, did I love staying up late and watching TV. Great. Yeah. Okay. So have you seen a, any episodes of it? I can't tell you any episode that I remember, but no. I can tell you that I used to see the theme song and think, well, Becca's over. Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you that The Love Boat was a sitcom. Um, that aired on ABC on Saturday nights from 1977 to 1986. Okay. We're talking about ABC in the US. Yes. Um, each episode contained a few different storylines. Um, each of them was written by a different team of writers. Oh. Uh, and they focused on a different set of guest stars. Yep. Um, they had a recurring cast that was like the captain and the bartender and the cruise director and that kind of thing. And then everybody else would shuffle in and out. Right. Um, and, you know, they, they would vary in tone, like, Per episode, they would have like, you know, a, a straight comedy story yep. and they would have like a romantic sort of story and they would have like a more dramatic story, mm-hmm. sometimes more serious, sometimes less. Got it. Um, and it was a very successful show. Yeah. Um, in its in its era. Um, but I don't know what the lasting legacy is outside of the theme song, which is very catchy. That was the one. And people knowing that there was such a thing as the love boat at some point. I would argue it's not that important to know exactly what's going on with the love boat when you're watching the real love boat. I think that's really true. Like, I think that the show firstly does a good job of setting up what the premise is mm. without necessarily, like paying paying homage to what the original thing is, but also just sort of like sweeping it under the rug at the same yes. time. Yes, you're not expected to know any characters really. You're not no expected, one is to, expected know, like, to be love boat literate. No, which I think is a strong move. Um, the Real Love Boat Australia was produced for Network 10 quite literally alongside an American version of the show. Yes. I don't know if you know this. Um, that version of the show also began airing the exact same day That's right. on CBS, which is another Paramount-owned network, mm-hmm. uh, and is hosted by married actors Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romain. Oh, lovely. Mm. Okay, so let me put some of my knowledge about how some of this might work to work. Mm-hmm. Viacom CBS yes. have put a lot of money into their original programming mm. that is the love boat, the real love boat, yeah. US or Australia. It makes sense from a marketing perspective to have a worldwide push, global awareness, particularly in a westernized country like ours, Mm -hmm. where you may also, if you are media literate, see things about the other real love boat that's happening in the US at about the same time. Mm. Probably, it also makes sense to deprioritize The Bachelor, a non-CBS Viacom property, in an attempt to build up the real love boat, renewed for a second season, we know, Mm. as like the replacement franchise. Yeah. Yep. This, if I were uh, thinking from the perspective of a corporate uh, media overlord who was looking at a dying property in The Bachelor, but knowing that there is uh, an opportunity space here, a canvas for opportunity, mm-hmm. I would be looking to fill it with my own original content because mm. that is cheaper than licensing from somewhere else. Yeah. And I do think it's definitely a, a wallet first decision in the sense that like, ob- and we'll talk about this, this is product placement first and TV show second. Oh my God, yes. Like, you know, you, from a from a uh, marketing perspective, it is a, it is a producer's a dream. wet dream. Yeah. Uh, very wet dream, um, so to speak. Uh, and obviously co-producing. So not only are they airing at the same time, but I actually, I, I watched the first episode of the American oh, you did. one. Th- there's no, there's no actual cross promotion happening. Like yeah. I found out about this on Wikipedia cause I'm doing a podcast. Sure. About it. Okay. Um, but, uh, 
it is fascinating to see the differences and the similarities. They uh -huh. are shot at the, from what I can tell, the same time on the same, like they're on the same ship. Um, the same captain is there. Uh, they go to the same destinations. I think so. I think they're probably shot at the exact same Concurrently, time. Currently, yeah, this is a cost saver, isn't it? Right. But it is also interesting to see some of the differences. Yep. Um, the American one uh, is a lot more sort of competition fa right. focused. Um, and I think it would be a very interesting cross study to see what this means. Because they're both made by the same production company as well. Yeah. So it's literally just like, this is what an American reality TV dating show audience wants. Yep. And this is what an Australian reality TV show dating audience wants. Um, obviously the Australian one, it's two episodes a week and the American one is one episode a week. Uh -huh. Um, and that causes some structural changes or whatever, sure. but also I think they have just a different character despite the fact that they are like on a surface level, like visually and orally kind of identical. Yeah. The you know? same, the same thing. So what I would say is that, uh, it's very, there's like survivor style challenges to yep. stay on the show, yep. which you know, obviously survive a huge hit in America. There's also more like interpersonal drama yep. in a way that feels more American bachelory. Yep. And I feel like, you know, I would recommend you at least, if not our listeners, check out the American version of the show you think as well. It's better? I can't say. I only watched the one episode. Okay. It's like it's 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 more interesting on some level. Yeah. But also I think and this is this sounds crazy, but like one of the things that I like about the Australian version of the show is that it is not trying too hard to be the most interesting thing on TV. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which we we'll talk, talk about more as we yeah. get into the recaps. Yeah. Uh, I will say that this will be informed by a significant amount of audience research and demographic information. Yeah. And so basically what I would say is that they would hire people who are experts, subject matter experts for Australian television audiences based on the research that they have conducted mm. into their uh, potential future demographics and uh, knowing that the markets are so vastly different in mm. those two countries. America may be more ready for, uh, let's say, uh, a simple overnight date in The Bachelor. Yeah. You know, in The Bachelor franchise versus the uh, perceivably more tame and timid audience of Australian television. Yeah, yeah. That, like, realistically... Uh, Australian television has worked out how to cater for the audience that they had from, let's say, 1990 uh, and beforehand, but have not worked out what to do about anyone who was born from 1990 yeah. and thereafter. Yeah. Um, another key point of context is that this is, of course, a big showcase for Princess Cruises and particularly the Regal Princess. Uh, Princess Cruises, of course, has an interest in rebuilding their brand image after the 2020 COVID outbreak on board the Ruby Princess, which led oh. to the deaths of 28 people. I didn't even put this together. Yeah. So Thank it, you. It's such fascinating timing. Yeah. It even comes out... So, like, there is right now, as we are speaking, there is still a class action lawsuit that's in place as we speak. Uh, in which, like, the extent to which the the brand and the, the cruise ship and the liner and wh whoever it is that runs it are legally responsible oh is no. being determined. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's certainly... I cannot get over the, cra the wildness of the timing. Yeah. Of, like... Because I'm researching for this podcast, right? And I'm yeah. looking on the Wikipedia pages and I'm going on Google searches and stuff like that. And I'm seeing stories about both things popping up at the exact same time. Yeah. Any press attention that the TV series is getting where people are saying like, 
you know, uh, well, actually, people aren't saying a huge amount of the things that I would like them to be saying, which is like, this is kind of an understated, like, pretty fun show. Yeah. People are mostly saying, like, ratings crash. It's the Titan, you know, the, it's, the ship is sinking for Channel 10, you know, yeah. all this. Um, but all of this news whatever it might be, is being shared directly alongside the latest reporting from the court proceedings yeah. where, like, bereaved families are talking about, like... Losing you know, loved ones. Right. And, like, you oh, know, the negligence me. of this, like, company. Like, it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And I guess on some level they were hoping that the TV conversation would be louder than the court conversation. And I imagine in America it's different. Yeah. Um, but, man, what a time to be doing this. The other point that I'll make is that, uh, in particular regarding the ratings, mm. we are seeing Channel 10 uh, as a whole, as a property, in decline. Yeah. And what I might suggest is that if I were to operate from a position of, of hunch... Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have the right data or maybe your data is aimed at feeding an audience that you think exists mm. rather than leading an audience that you want to acquire. Yeah. Take it from us, two people whose podcast is listened by dozens of people. Yeah, this is it, you know? like <laughs> We know. Tens of tens <laughs> of... No, you know, we look. We love our listeners. They're fantastic. We have more than we could ever hope to have achieved. Yeah. But also, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, look, I mean, yes, part of the reason that we wanted to top load this episode with a lot of uh, conversations around the Love Boat Australia is that one of the things about the Love Boat Australia that I have noticed so far is that it's not the most interesting TV it's show. Content light. Yeah, and I, and I really... I don't mean that in a harsh way or in a or in a bad way, and I feel like that's almost part of the design. Yep. Um. I I kind of like this show. Yeah. And I like it a lot more than I expected Me I would. Too. I thought about this show very cynically. Yeah. Um. And I still there's still a, a hint of cynicism yeah. with how I think about it got made or whatever. But like I think very cynically about The Bachelor, and that's a show that I like too. Me too. This show. You know, we'll we'll t we'll talk about it as we get into it. I think it's got strengths and weaknesses, but like it is really worth watching. Yeah. Um, particularly if you, I think, like just listeners of our podcast are going to get into it. Man. Yeah, like, I think that's true. Because I think one of the things we always talk about with The Bachelor is like this is cranked up a little too high. It's a little too like they're doing too much fake drama stuff and well, that so that's too it, much right? producer intervention and stuff. Yeah. And I think there's a bit less of that here. Which is incredible, because what, the complaint about The Bachelor that we have in this country is that, yes, it's cranked up too high, but yes, it misses. Right. You know, if you're going to have high stakes, have an episode that really speaks to the laconicism of this beautiful country and mm. have someone call the protagonist a fucking dog cunt. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. little will eclipse that. Yeah. In contrast, this is, is not trying to do that. No. We're not trying to dial the drama up to like fake 11 yeah and i think there are one or two moments when it tries to do that and those are maybe the worst moments i agree yeah yeah so let's let's get into it let's dive deep as you might say uh into the real love boat australia network 10's hit new dating show <laughs> season one episode one which aired on the 5th of october 2022 so there, it begins with a very flimsy explanation of what the love boat is. Yeah, uh, like I don't, I don't know to what degree, like American, like I guess American audiences are more exposed to it than than we are here. Maybe I don't know. It's a long it's time a, ago like, for it's anyone. It's something that my parents would have told me about. Yeah. Um, 
It begins with this. Once upon a time, there was a magical TV show Good that Lord. made us laugh and brought its cast together in love and harmony. Well, now it's back. No, what in that no mean? way is it. Who wrote this? The show's not magic. I have so many questions. It brought its cast together in, in looking to get a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody for the show. It might, no. might have brought audiences together. Sure. Yeah. People loved it. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> you don't need to say it's... You say people thought this was good. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 provably, it was good. Literally just say, the real lo- the, the love boat was a profitable enterprise this in the it. late you 1970s. Know what? The love boat was content that existed. <laughs> now we need more. <laughs> so we've gone back. Be straightforward. Yeah. Uh, can you actually, actually, it would be extremely funny if the, sh- if the opening lines of the show were, the love boat was content that existed. <laughs> yes. And now we're hungry for more. I think that would make a much better show. Yes. Although it's not the direction I think they wanted to go. Uh, so they say the real love boat is the ultimate search for love. Yeah. Um, we will meet 13 singles looking for their match and for an adventure across the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And the boat's captain and crew will be there to help them find love, I guess. I guess. I guess. Um, also, the opening narration hints that it's a competition. Um, saying which couple will make the final chapter and be crowned the ultimate real love boat true love story. But it's not a big focus. As much as we have seen in these first few episodes of like sometimes people have to leave and sometimes people get brought in or whatever. Yeah. um, I learned from the press release for the Real Love Boat Australia that there is actually a cash prize. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the first I uh, like. It's the first I heard about it after watching these episodes. Um, so you get a you get a cash prize. I forget what it is. I think it's like fifty grand or something. And you what? also get, of course, another cruise. Yeah, right. You find your one true love boat. <laughs> That's right. You um, this this is mentioned in the opening titles of the American version. Yeah, they're like you'll compete, Pete, for five hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not a part of the text here. Which is interesting. I wonder if they took it out because they were like, that's going to make it look less. Yeah. Maybe part of their market research was like, it's not palatable for a romance show in Australia to talk about the financial benefits. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Theme song drops. They only play like half of it, um, which I think is smart. Our theme song is really good. Yeah. Let's let's play ours again. No, not really. Um, I think that they know... I, I, it's funny that they restrain themselves from playing the entire theme song here. Yeah. And I think that they know that maybe the biggest attribute that the, that the IP is giving them is that it has a fucking slap, like a banger of a theme song. Yep. And that people still remember it decades on. So, like, they they sprinkle it throughout the episode. And it's in plenty of places. The, like, ship's horn is part of the theme song and stuff. They, they love it. But they don't give you too much in one go so that you keep wanting to stick around. Nostalgia's a weapon. Yeah. And I think it's well deployed. Like they're yes. like, we, we know you love that chorus. We goes, the love bone. but you won't get to hear it just yet. No, no, no. We're so not going around. there. It's Don't really, really smart that in the way that they weaponize it. We begin in sunny Barcelona. Um, 13 Australian singles have been flown out for the most romantic cruise ever. And our host is Darren McMullen. Yeah. Did you know this guy? Yeah. So he hosted maybe The Voice or The X Factor at some point? That's right. Yeah. He is a, he is a Scottish-Australian TV personality. He's the co-host of The Voice Australia. Yeah. And of course, iconically, he was the prawn on the first season of The Masked Singer Australia. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Darren explains that since there are six women and seven men, one of the men won't actually be in- invited on board at all. 
Uh, the women will speed date the men and each get to choose a man to give a ticket to. So the men will have to make their best sales pitch. Mm. Now, did you pick the man from the jump or did you not pick the man? No. From the jump? And in fact, I picked a different man who I thought was the dud who so got through. I said that there are two duds and it's this man or this man. Yeah. And they were the last two. Right. Yeah. Because I actually said there are two duds and it was two of the last three, but not <sighs> the, I didn't pick the, the actual one who got sent home. Mm-hmm. I probably did it right. You know. Um, this doesn't happen in the American version. No, they just all, they start on the boat. I don't know why. It's a really interesting. Uh, like, why are we raising the stakes so high so early? Yeah, and I like this was weird. Like, it was like having one person who just like, oh, okay, well, have maybe a nice afternoon. Sick. <laughs> Do you reckon? You know what I mean? They like, did this maybe whole thing to like, cover it up. Yeah. Like someone got really, Maybe. really like, like was like, I'm here, but now I can't do it. And or they're COVID like, fuck. Or something. Okay, so. Can you imagine if there was a COVID? <laughs> uh, outbreak on the real love boat. Because there was a there was a COVID outbreak on the most recent season of Bachelorette yeah. in America. Yeah. Um, and they had no fucking idea what to do about it. And it was pretty embarrassing. That's so funny. Um, but like they would, they would have to do everything in their power oh. to cover it up if that happened here. Yeah. God. I mean, we shouldn't speculate because I'm sure that's not really what happened. But yeah, like, it's just a can you imagine? Yeah. Um, there is a huge countdown timer that flashes on the screen as they're saying how long it is until boarding, which gave me a lot of secondhand anxiety. Yes. I'm like, that's not the part of going on a cruise that I would be selling to people. No. They're like, fuck, get we have to get ready. Like, yeah. Or else you'll be left behind. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I, I also compare the atmosphere of this segment where they're standing around in a courtyard, like sort of gradually getting sunburnt and getting sunburnt and fucking windswept. Yeah. It doesn't quite have the like glamour and suspense of a bachelorette or, or a bachelor limo exit. Right. No. Um, but I mean, it, it has a cruisy vibe, I sure. suppose. Um, so we start meeting some people, Naomi, a 27 year old business manager with a manifestation board, um, she picks Dan, a 25-year-old distillery manager with a generously unbuttoned shirt. Dan's like, shirt could have used one more, I think. Could have used <laughs> one so more too. button. First impressions are important. They you know. really are. Yeah. But, you know, when, when you got it, you could pawn it. You this know? is it, you know, and he's got some good cleave. Yeah. And, like, he's setting a tone for True. future shirtlessness. Um, Tyler, a 23-year-old digital strategist who is dating for the very first time. Uh, picks Dalton, a 27-year-old personal trainer. Uh, Moana, 26, who has apparently got some history with Dan. Yeah. Um, picks Patty, a 27-year-old chef. Sari, a a very introverted 24-year-old retail assistant. Picks Chris, a 29-year-old in real estate. And Sally, a 31-year-old wedding dress designer, gives her ticket to Jay, a 30-year-old business owner who, like Sally, also has a four-year-old daughter. That's crazy. It's wild. How did that happen? Except (laughs) I imagine someone knew. And they're like, you should pick... Why don't we smush you together? Yeah. Oh, we've got two people here with four-year-old daughters. That'll be... That'll That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, And so it's down to Katie... 25-year-old event coordinator to make the final choice between Josh and Ben, uh, your two duds. Um, and so she says, ultimately, I think I had a bit more in common with you, Chris. Whoops. Because <laughs> she Whoops. she actually meant Josh. She yes. said the wrong name. That's quite funny. Uh, anyway, it's a very emotional, heartfelt farewell to this man who who fucking cares. 39-year-old well-being coach, Ben. Sorry, yeah, Ben. I looked on Ben's Instagram. It's 
you know, it's a bunch of gobbledygook. It's okay. a bunch of, you know, wellness nonsense. Sure. Um, well, in that case, he's going to be fine. <laughs> I think Ben is just going to be really, really good. He's probably going to connect with Thomas from this upcoming season of The Bachelors. Yeah, you could be right. Maybe they'll st- they'll go into business together, yeah. sell some supplements. Could go into the Sam Frost sort of side of things too, if, yep. he, if he wants. Yeah, lots of stuff there. Fantastic. We're very happy for all, yeah. <laughs> all well, the I actually thought off. that Josh was the person who was going to go home, but um, right. uh, I also had picked Ben as the person because he was too old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's 39. It's older than anybody else there, Way I think. older. Everyone else is uh, 31 or younger. Yeah. If anything... He shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. I bet he feels like shit, though. Yeah, like, and I'm I sorry. Wanna, I want to give him as much kindness as possible, because it's like, he wasted a day, and now he has to... Uh, and he's now he's in Barcelona. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or it's Barcelona. True. Is, it, is that how you say it? Barcelona. I deliberately didn't do that that, that sound, because I thought, that's going to sound really bad coming out of my mouth, but yeah. I think that is correct. Okay, well, Barthy. Barthy, yeah. Hey, hope that hotel had a bath. Um... Anyway, it's finally time to get on the boat. We hear the theme song play again. We get various glamour shots of the very branded cruise liner that I'm not going to keep saying the name of, but it's it's like, wow, it's it's got a pool, it's got a bath, it's got the sea, it's got, you know. It's got lots, and guess what, baby? You guys are staying in bunk beds. <laughs> That's right. This is crazy. This is fucked up. They There's do not so get their space. own rooms. There are 14 of them. This is a gigantic cruise ship, right. and they have to share a bedroom. Isn't it crazy? It's just this is, bizarre this is to me. the biggest boat I've ever seen. I think I can say that with confidence. I don't go looking for big boats all that often, but like... I like big boats and I cannot lie. <laughs> there it is. Like, uh, we talk about cost saving. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate cost saver. Isn't it? We're not even going to give you the dignity of your own private space. Instead, right. you will exist in a cabin with a stranger that you don't know. And it's not like they're milking it that much either. It's no. not like they're like, you know, getting... There's not cameras in the rooms where they're seeing like what happens during the night or whatever. Like You'll you might get in, in like close a, quarters. Yeah. Like you might get in like, are you the one or, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like where it's like, yeah. No, it's just like, these are the rooms we could get for you. Sorry, guys. You know. And if you're lucky, one couple per week will get an upgrade. So the whole gang gathers for a cocktail party. Feels good to be saying that oh. again. <laughs> oh, that feels nice in my soul in yeah. a way that I can't describe to you. Where it is revealed pretty quickly that Moana knows Dan. Yeah. Uh, and in her words, quote, yeah, and we skipped a couple of phases. Um, that is to say... Modana. <laughs> what happened? That's right. Yeah. They... They smashed. What's the boating term for fucked? Uh, they, look, he... They buoyed each other. Oh, he dropped anchor. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, Naomi, who just picked Dan, looks suitably unimpressed. He motivated her. <laughs> there you go. Great. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's nothing anybody can do about it. Like, at least it came out straight away, right? Right, exactly. You know what? He's odd me, me hardy. So what can I do? <laughs> And they're going to have to get over it. Look, look, every so often you it's, walk someone's plank. This <laughs> this creates so little drama. It is shocking. I thought this was going to be so dramatic. Right. I thought this was going to be Megan Pistetto. <laughs> right, exactly. It was not. No, it never comes they up again. They were just like, oh, well, seems like this has happened. Like, We've picked oh, yeah. from the same pool. We've been swimming in the same pool. And I'm just like, wow, this is like people. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. we're watching a TV show that takes place in the current world, you know, yeah. um, which is fascinating because in bachelor everybody pretends everything's such like, a big oh fucking my God, deal this fucking can you believe that this has happened right they know each other from the outside <laughs> you're on a boat in barcelona <laughs> and you run into your ex yeah fine yeah whatever 
Uh, Darren McMullen introduces the other key members of the cast. We've got the captain, Paolo. Yep. Whose grandfather was the executive chef on, quote, the original Love Boat way back when. Sure. What this means is a little bit unclear. The original series was set on a real ship called the Pacific Princess, mm. but they frequently used other ships to stand in for it yes. when that one wasn't available, when the schedules didn't line up. Um, and also the majority of the series was actually filmed on sets in Southern California, right. i.e. on land. So, like, was Paolo's grandfather just, like, in the craft services team yeah, at the studio? Yeah, uh, at Warner Brothers or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's, like, on the original love boat, quote-unquote. <laughs> Who knows where they're, like, are they proper nouns? Or, yeah, you know. yeah. Do you know, actually, I was reading this week that the original love boat actually ran aground off Nobby's Beach in Newcastle in 2007. Is that right? Yeah. Now, what are you talking about? Pasha Bolga. I understand. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I love every boat fact coming out in like everything we know about any boats is going to be in this one episode for a long time I've tried I spent tried to in fact I played a, a show in Newcastle a few years ago and I tried to convince people that the Pasha Balka was a hoax <laughs> never happened it's a conspiracy theory were you that there happen. did yeah. you see it did you, did you see the oil drums washed yeah. aground no no didn't happen yeah exactly false flag jet fuel can't melt boat <laughs> nothing there's nothing steel boats still yeah uh, Palo very hot I think yeah, Paolo is attractive and also a uh, serious seaman. He is a deathly serious seaman. Yeah. And there's nothing funny about there's that. There's nothing. We also meet cruise director Hannah Ferrier. She is an established TV personality from Below Deck Mediterranean. Yep. Who was fired from that show in 2020 after she was caught with Valium on board. Oh. Did you know this? No. That, that seems fucked up to me, right? So she's fired because she's caught with Valium. Yeah. In the sense that she, like, what if, did she have a prescription for it? Do, or, like, was I she mean, just taking Valleys? What's the vibe? <sighs> Look, I imagine there's probably some, like, smuggling laws or something going on yeah. there. Where it's like, if you don't if you don't sign it over, or, I don't know the specifics. But yeah, I'm also yeah. just like, let her have a Valley. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't make the laws. Maybe it's a commercial quantity. Do you know what? Maybe she was smuggling. Look, yeah. With intent to distribute. Let's assume that she Let's was. assume poor intent. Yes. Uh, anyway, she's a good fit for this show. Yeah. Um, she she brings the, the professionalism of many years of cruise ship experience, although I guess she's maybe really not good. that much professionalism. She was smuggling drugs. Um, but also, like, just a touch of reality TV chaos. Yeah. You know, she understands. I mean, she's not a big part of the show. No, no, But no, she no. might be as, as we continue, you know. Uh, and finally, the head of entertainment... Daniel Duty or just Duty, Dan Dude. Yeah, none of us, neither of us are chuckling at the name mm. Duty because I think it's actually normal. I think it's pretty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a serious seaman. Duty is a seaman. Yeah, Duty is a seaman. Bunny is a writer. Thank you. Um, Duty is just a reporter for Studio arts. Ten. Yeah. Did you know this? No, I did not. He's know basically that. he's like the guy who looks for the like feel good stories that brighten up your morning in oh, between the that's horrible good news. For him. Yeah. That's a great beat to be on, to be honest with you. Like you could be on the oh, uh, yeah. dream job. Fucking like you could be on the Donald Trump beat, much as Maggie Haberman is. Mm. Or you could be one of Bart's people. Right, exactly. Yeah. You could be reporting, you know, COVID statistics, you could be, you know, foreign correspondent, you could be serious journalist, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or you can go, look at this squirrel on water skis. <laughs> you know? That's the spot. That yeah. is the sweet spot. Um, I don't think he has any boat experience, um, except that he mentions that he met his wife on a cruise, 
um, which is pretty sweet. And also, I'm just like, I, this is the fruitiest man in the cast. He's great. And he's straight. I'm yeah. just so shocked. He, like, I mean, hey, good for him. Like, my whole group chat, which admittedly, because it's the real love boat, is three people. Yes. <laughs> my whole group chat was like, is duty fruity? And then we found out <laughs> he's not. And this, it was just, oh, it's very strange. Anyway, now the boat is off to the Rock of Gibraltar. Yep, great. Can I just quickly say, were you copping flack on Twitter for calling it a boat? Was, yes. Is that something I saw? Were yeah. you like, I can't believe they have to share a room on this boat or whatever? Yeah. And somebody was like, actually, actually this, a is a, this is a liner. This is a cruise ship. It's different to a boat. The show is called The, show is called the, love, the boat. love Boat. Is a boat a ship? That's my question Look, to you. If there, if there is a difference, yeah. who the fuck cares, right. for one thing? But also, yeah. like they've called it boat on the telly. You know what? I'm not asking you, is cereal soup? Right. Right? Which is a whole different, because it's it's obviously a it's a stew. That's an astute observation. Thank you. Uh, because it's chunky. Anyway, uh, the boat is off to the Rock of Gibraltar, which is probably my favorite thing about Gibraltar. That, like, just an incredible mouth sound. Mm. So we're led in after a commercial break with drop three of the theme song. They are really getting their money's worth. Uh, Duty and Hannah. <laughs> Funny that time. Yeah, that for some reason that time did uh, get me. Got me. Um, have planned little <laughs> dates for all the couples on board the ship. Yep. So Dalton and Tyler have a dip in the jacuzzi where Tyler's sunburn becomes gradually more oh, apparent. So fucked. This was horrifying. Put on, like, SPF 50, motherfuckers. Yeah. I imagine she put some on and then she was not given an ample opportunity to re-up. Here's the other part about this. Uh, when you're on a boat, this is what I found, mm. you get burnt way worse. Yeah, because it reflects off the water, right? Off the water and the fucking wind burns you. Yeah. yeah. Tyler says that... Uh, now that she's a successful woman in business and has bought her first property, she's got her shit together enough to start dating for the first time. I like Tyler. I like Tyler too, but I, hearing this, I was like, good lord. Yeah. Is that all it takes? I Look, to be honest with you, I can't relate, but I am so happy for you, Tyler. It's incredible. To be a property yeah. owner. Like, that, that's a big, a big step for you. And congratulations that, that it went house boyfriend. Right. Who knew that having, you know, going on dates in my teenage, you know, yep, touching my first boob in the Simpsons movie. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That is what cost me a house. Who's... Okay, wait. Was it Marge's boob? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Marge's boob. I 3D, saw it I in assume. 3D and yeah. I reached out and touched Marge's <laughs> boob. No, I just saw... You've seen the Simpsons movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Putting on the list. Um, when we saw Bart Simpson's little boy penis. Oh, my God. We got so yep. steamed up. Yeah, and that was that, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know if that was my first boob, actually. Now that I'm... Anyway, we'll have to well, never talk about this Coming soon to the Bachelor Arts Podcast, my first boob. We have a Village People theme song for... Okay, yeah. Um... As they're getting to know each other, um, we see a lot of Tyler talking about her own experiences, and we get ITM footage of Dalton wondering when it's going to be his chance to talk or whatever. Um, Shut and up, Dalton. <laughs> yeah, this is the beginning of Dalton's villain arc. Um, Tyler reckons they're a pretty good match, and Dalton ITMs. I don't reckon there's any chemistry there whatsoever. Oh, Ouch. Dalton. 
Tyler is going to need some aloe vera for that burn and also for that other burn. Yeah, look, Adulton is hard. Yeah, absolutely. I kept like dozens of times mishearing Dalton's name and thinking they're talking about a dolphin. Yeah. And I thought that could get ratings for this show. I definitely. If they swapped out yep. Dalton for, for dolphin. Because they're smart. Oh my God. Yes. Something to think about. Season two is coming up. Dolphin. <laughs> uh, Moana and Patty have a cheese and wine tasting, which suits Chef Patty to a T. Moana says, I don't like wine. I've had that wine passion pop. Uh, and then she says, my angle of attack is going to be to just skull it, <laughs> which is great. Look, I like both of these people. Yes. This is a disaster. It is a bit, isn't it? Um, I think these matchmakers have really gone above and beyond. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder, like, I don't know. Moana spits out her first sip of wine. Then the chef brings out some octopus and she says, I don't eat seafood. And it's not for like dietary reasons because she does take a little nibble. She says, actually, it's not that bad. Um, I just love, because what this says to me is that Moana has trusted the producers. At some point they have asked like, what are your, you know, what are your like... Dietaries. Yeah. But even just like, what do you, what, what, what foods do you do and don't like? What can you not stand? And Moana was like, well, honestly, I'm not a wine person and I really don't <laughs> like seafood. And they've gone, okay, we'll just jot that down. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. We went out for lunch the other day with the vendor who runs the back end of the website that I look, one of the many websites that I look after. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was visiting from the Czech Republic. Google? Triple J unearthed. Got it. You don't have to say it. Um, and he was like... He can was I get a clean... He was visiting from the Czech Republic yes. so I can great, delete great, great. my bad joke? I got you. He was visiting from the Czech Facebook. Republic. Facebook. Sorry. Uh, or the Netherlands, who can say? Okay. And same thing, right? They are the same place, according to me. I've seen no movies. I've visited no European countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea about uh, geography either. Is Finland in the UK? Probably. You've seen the Simpsons movie. I have. Yeah, go yeah. on. Uh, okay, so here we go. He was like, we'll order oysters. Oh. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I love this. Yeah. Oh, this is quite familiar. He's probably thinking like, oh, I'm in Sydney right near the water, I'm going to have some of their fresh oysters because where I live, no matter where it is, may or may not, not be close Sydney to the water. oysters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just flirting with a shellfish allergy here. Mm. In as much as the last time that I've eaten shellfish, I've been very sick. Crazy because you're very prawn focused. This is it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Inside of us, there are two wolves. <sighs> I've got a wolf allergy. I had two of them for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I love that this is going to be the longest episode we've ever released. So stupid, but it's so needed. (laughs) Go on. Uh, Okay, and so I was like, okay, cool. So these are the this is the entree that he has ordered. He's also like, he's like, I'll order everything. Don't worry. Well, everyone will have enough to eat, and there's four of us. Mm. It's fine. And I'm like, okay. So for the second entree. Is there a chance that this man might order not shellfish? Right, yeah. You're thinking, like, what are the other parts of the food pyramid? Surely there's something left that is not from the sea. It's not from the mussels. Mussels. That's oysters, like, ugly cousin. It's absolutely, yes. And I don't like oysters. No, no. It's the slutty cousin of an oyster. You're absolutely right. Um, Because you 
gets down easier. I guess it probably would. <laughs> no, it tastes less salty or something. Hey, maybe. Yeah, he ate a lot of pineapple in his life or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, look, the Bermuda Triangle is full of of muscles. <laughs> this is a weirdly filthy episode too. <laughs> We don't normally go there. Uh, I kind of love it. Um, Okay, look, here's the situation. I did not eat either of them. And then I was like, uh, and he was like, one more entree. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, octopus. Oh, my God. So I had to, because octopus, not shellfish. Sure. Go in on the the puss. Yeah, no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Was it okay? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. First time. First time I've ever eaten... Is that right? Eaten puss. <laughs> okay, DJ Khaled. <laughs> we the best. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. So mum, Sally, and dad Jay are face down in massage chairs getting worked over by the cruiser's spa team. This is a bold move. This, this is, is fun. Crazy. For some reason, Jay sort of gets up and he says, I've got a better idea. We don't need you guys anymore. I'm quoting him directly. He says, we don't need you guys anymore. I'm going to give her a massage, all right? You guys can go. Like, not even a please. The audacity. He was just like, fuck off. (laughs) He was like, I've had it. I've had enough of the two of you. And the thing about Jay, right? Earlier in the episode, when they're speed dating, Mm -hmm. he says to this woman, Sally, he's like, I want a real woman. I thought, what does that mean? Yeah, I wonder. What? And also, I don't... He's like, I'm not looking for a girl. I'm looking for a real woman. There's something about him. There's Unclear. something about the energy mm. that mm. I am just flagging for the Keeping future. An eye and on I really hope that this works out for them because yeah. they do seem like the most palpable couple through two episodes. Sure. They're, they're the front runners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. He's got... He's got very generic man energy to me. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, there are certain phrases that I've, I've looked at in a similar way as well. Uh, and just this, this like, the idea, like, like Sally appreciates it. And yeah. Sally seems, like, cool and straight ahead. And, like, her barometer probably like lines Sally. up pretty well with mine. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's all that matters for the TV show that she is happy with this. Yeah. And that's great. You know, that would be a red flag for me. Like, him going, oh yeah, this massage business looks pretty easy. Oh, I'll give it a hit. Oh, I'll give it a go. Little fucking, you want to fucking drop the elbow in? Yeah. Oh yeah, little little lower. Oh. <laughs> but like these massage people, are like fuck you. Like I went to TAFE for this. Like you know, this is like my whole thing. So I'm getting to be on the real love boat, right. and one of the contestants is telling me to fuck off. Get off. Get off screen. Get out of my shot. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Katie and Josh are playing mini golf together or something. Mm-hmm. We don't really see any of this. No. We see Duty and Hannah spying on them and saying that the vibes are a little bit off. They are. They are a bit off. Um, side note, Duty and Hannah keeps being referred to as the Cupids. Yeah. Which I'm going to go along with. Great. Even though to me, I don't know, maybe it's just because it, obviously it sounds a bit like the Stupids. Yeah. It makes me think of the Great Gazoo calling everyone <laughs> dum-dums all the time. <laughs> um 
Sari and Chris are sitting by the pool, and Sari, yeah. she's introverted. She's pretty closed off, right? This is this is how she's been described. Uh-huh. This is her main character trait at this point. She tells him she likes activities that she can do on her own. Yeah. Quote, which is why I would like someone who doesn't care about my personality. Oh, good Lord. I, I, I felt so sorry for her in this moment. Th- it just must be she she misspoke or she said has to be. not quite exactly what she meant. I whatever, want someone right? who cares deeply about my personality. <laughs> of course. I only care about feeling heard and understood. Right, exactly. Oof. But, so, I mean, you know, Sari's allowed to believe that if she wants to, but it, it is interesting. I've never heard anybody say that. Like, yeah. I want to be in a relationship with someone who views me as an object or whatever. That seems, if I'm reading between the lines, I'm sure that's not what that's she meant. That's not what she meant. But good, what, is, what does she mean? No, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut back to our front runners, single parents, Sally and Jay. Um, Jay tells her, I feel like if we had this time last night to ourselves, I told you I was going to kiss you. And Sally says, I still want that kiss. So they kiss. It's our first kiss of the trip. And we get this like resplendent Jack and Rose, King of the World, romantic peak of the episode mm. music, which I don't think is really earned at this point. No. <laughs> it's like, I guess we have to sell, like, you know. First episode of a new show, we have to sell that there will be romance. Yeah. And this is as romantic as it gets in this one episode. True. So let's just put everything behind just, it. Just like go with gusto. Yes. But it felt crazy. Yes. Um, to raise the stakes a little, we hear again that Dalton is just not that into Tyler. Um, we we saw them before. What were they doing? Uh, they were in the spa and Dalton was like, oh, I couldn't fucking care less about you fucking Tyler. Right. Exactly. Uh, and because he's a dipshit. Right, exactly. And so Dalton says uh, in ITM he would be keen to get to know somebody else. Mm. Maybe Moana. He's keeping our eye on her. Um, Chris, who's currently partnered up with Sari, uh, is still a little bit keen on single mum Sally. And he pulls her aside for a quick chat. Thought this was bold. Risky. Bold. Like front runners just had the first... I mean, he probably doesn't know they just had the first no, no. kiss. But it's like those two... If you knew the first thing about either of them, you'd be like, let's give them this a... This is locked off. You know, yeah. Um, she says uh, that, you know, uh, she and Chris do have a lot in common, but she wants to see where things are going with Jay. So Chris jokes, I just got rejected on national television, which mm. I think is a bit mean because it's like I he agree. really should have known better. Yeah, look, this is the thing. Like, I, I appreciate that he's a Chris taker, mm. uh, but I think she handled this in a really, really responsible and good way. Yeah. And that he handled this in a way that I felt was like, you are embarrassing yourself and the woman who just rejected you. I think it just belies his, he has some insecurity. Yeah. And and that's totally fine and valid. And I think also there's there's an explanation for at least where part of that might be coming from. Yeah. It comes a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not his finest moment. Yeah, it sucks in his yuck in the same way. Yeah. Uh, Captain Paolo calls everyone to the main deck where it's revealed that it's time for the fellas to pick their new partners. Um, and I love this is this is essentially a rose ceremony, right? It's like you know, mm-hmm. um, it's very similar to that. But funnily enough, there are clearly other passengers in the background. Definitely. At which point that I'm kind of registering for the first time that obviously this is a ship that can ha- house countless thousands. thousands of people. Yeah. And they're not just clearing the whole thing out no. so they can shoot two reality shows at the same time. So it's populated with people who must be thinking like, what the fuck What's is going on over here? Like maybe getting asked not to go certain places I at certain times. everything to get in the background. God, it would be, I mean, and they're not, there's, I, I looked mm-hmm. not, you know, I haven't watched this episode five times, but I, I didn't see anybody mugging. I didn't see anybody like looking into the lens. Like they must've, oh, if I any of that happened, they must've scrubbed it all it. out. Yeah. 
maybe there were very dramatic sequences and plot lines that they just had to delete whole cloth because there was a guy in the background going. That's honestly, I would dedicate a day to it. Yeah. To just following it around and being in the background of it. <laughs> totally. That is something that I like. I could be you're on a cruise ship. my honeymoon and I'd be like, <laughs> see you later. I have important business to take care of. Right. Right. There's got to be somebody here whose partner has a gambling addiction. Right. And so they're locked away in the casino, Marge Simpson style. Yes. And so they're like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Oh, look. Not touch a boob. A TV. I'm not, no, of course not. <laughs> Hands off, she's mine. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at TV crew. Yeah, and then you know, because there's like you see, you see a tiny bit of like this retired couple sticky baking. Yeah, there's like a little kid playing in the pool while they're trying to create this high stakes reality TV drama. I just yep. think it's excellent. No. I love anything that brightens up the the wallpaper, the tapestry. Yes. you know, it's 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 so good. Give me more patrons. Yes, exactly. Patreon.com/slash/bohpod. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Dalton gets to choose first. Also, I should just say, because I've thought of an- another way that we can make this episode longer. On the American version, uh, oh, sorry, on the Australian version, the 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 ch- the, ch- the call out order yeah. is determined by like producers and, yes. and is like the most plot interesting um, sequence yes. of events. In the American show, they wheel out a bingo, oh, <laughs> like a bingo rules. cage, and then the hosts like turn it around and pick out an actual ball, and so it is actually random. That is so much better. Yeah. Well, you know, they could be, I guess they could be faking it somehow. Sure. But it makes you think that everyone's on a le- level playing field, yes. which I like. Yeah. It changes things because like, uh, there's a level of expectation, for example, when we are picking partners in Bachelor in Paradise, mm. that... We're saving the person in a love triangle for last. Right, exactly. Or like, you know, the person who goes first can drop a bomb that will exactly. ricochet throughout the rest of the and choices. What's and stuff. Darren gonna do about it? Right, exactly. Yeah. So Dalton chooses first and he picks Moana, um, which which does sort of throw everything off its axis. Yeah. Because nobody was really expecting that. Doanna. Doanna? Dalton and Moana. Got it, yes. Um Dalton. No, yeah, you had it. Uh, Jay picks Sally. Josh picks Tyler. I realize I'm just yelling names at people. Nobody knows these people's names at this point. Uh, Jay picks Sally. Josh picks Tyler. Dan picks Naomi. Chris picks Katie. And so Sari is stuck with Patty. She seems happy enough. Uh, She says, he's the only one who I told I'd waxed my booty hole to come on here. This is bizarre from Sari. She's like, I'm so introverted. Don't talk <laughs> yeah. to me. Also, I waxed my anus. Yes, but I kind of love that. Yeah. Like, she she gets, she has built up the uh, introverted thing as as a big part of her persona. Yeah. And so it has all the more impact when she does That's something like very, this. That's very, very true. Which we'll see a yeah. bit more of on the next episode as well. Um, and Patty takes it in stride. You know, he says, hey, if she's comfortable enough to open up to me about certain things, who knows? Maybe this is, uh, is going to be some fun, you know? I like Patty. Patty's all right. Yeah. Patty's all right. Patty, take, we, we, we've, we should admit now that we've now watched... Four have you watched three and four? Yeah. yeah. And Patty takes a bit of a turn for me mm. a little bit later on. Mm. But but in these first two episodes, I'm like, all systems me go. Me too. Patty's one of my favorites. very, very good about Patty through these first two. Yeah. Uh, speaking of number two, I have to do a poo. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's time to discuss The Real Love Boat Australia, season one, episode two. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. What were Where's the stakes your bathroom? from the so, end of the last episode? What's that? What were the stakes from the end of the last episode? Or um, did people just pair up differently? No one got sent home? Nobody got sent home. Right. Yeah, nobody got sent home. It was The pairings were different to what we expected they might be. 
but love. That's a really good point, actually, yeah. that they didn't have anything really hanging over the Nothing next episode. Is depending on apart this. from like, how's everybody going to react to having to be in these pairs for one more day? Yeah, you know? right. We're going to be in a different pair, and maybe you guys are going to go on a date and see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Another thing that I'm finding in- interesting about this, as opposed to Bachelor, Bachelor, they try and hide at all times how much actual time is passing. Oh yeah. Whereas here, they're like, uh, yeah, you guys have been together like this whole time, but that is only two days, right? Yeah. So like, and I'm like, wow, that is refreshing. So much better. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Season one, episode two, aired the 6th of October. Had to yes. think about that. Um, the ship approaches Gibraltar. Why am I struggling to say that? It's uh, So it's a J b r sound mm. and those consonants put together are confusing to the human tongue thank you um also yes. like three beers three beers it's yeah. true yeah the ship approaches gibraltar where europe kisses north africa according to darren I very love that. romantic um oh no that's the captain who says that anyway we love the captain still yeah Captain has like three lines of dialogue per episode. And every time they're golden. Yeah, it's true. He's a winner. Darren McMullen is perched atop a massive rock face, uh, Flintstones, uh, and narrates the beginning of the episode saying that the rock of Gibraltar is actually where John Lennon and Yoko Ono were married. Quote, proving that all you need is love. Absolutely fucking not. Of course... Lennon's romance with Yoko Ono began when he cheated on his first wife, Cynthia Powell, with whom he had avoided responsibilities, slept with multiple other women, and beat his son Julian, as well as Cynthia, and reportedly Yoko as well. Yes. Kind of a weird example. Not the best. There Sorry. must be other people who have met at the Rock of Gibraltar or fallen in love or something. Yeah. Like... Look, Rock of Jabronis, am I right? <laughs> the man wrote some good songs. There are some great... Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you don't fucking beat your wife. Yeah, exactly. Wait, actually, that would be more like heaven, actually. Uh, just like heaven, the cure. That's I think right. what you're thinking of. They yeah. didn't write that. John Lennon didn't write that? John Lennon didn't write the cure? John, John Lennon wasn't in the cure? John Lennon wasn't in the cure. John Lennon wasn't in the cure? No, no <laughs> John Lennon, not in the cure. Um, John Lennon, uh, in a lot of bands... Um, but not Plastic in the Plastic Ono band. Yep. That's a good band. That's that the only Lennon one I can in. think of. Yeah. Okay. So what about this? John Lennon uh, was in Faith No More. Huh. Yep. That's cool. What do you play? I know that. Uh, sitar. Huh. Yep. Do you know John Lennon played the Glotten, Glottenspiel? In Architecture in Helsinki. That's correct. <laughs> yes. He also was a member of... Kid Rock's backing band for a little while. No shit. Yep. Wow, that actually tracks. Yeah. Because Kid Rock also sucks. <laughs> People say that John's the best Beatle. John's not the best Beatle. He's not the best Beatle. No. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you all. Even without the personal life shit. Without the personal life, uh, you're absolutely right. John wrote some good hooks, certainly. Uh, he but was I'd... a good collaborator. Yeah. He has a cool voice. Yeah. He is a cool guitarist. Yes. He sucks. He sucks. He didn't write like any that of, many the of the best Beatles songs. Yeah, yeah. Like the most memorable Beatles songs, at least according to me, are by the other three. Right. Listen to your footsteps. Yeah, exactly. Listen to your footsteps. The a classic Beatles song. Oh, they're coming nearer. Do you remember this one? <laughs> I'm on the White Album, <laughs> and I did Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Doesn't mean you don't love me anymore. Great one. We love Ringo, especially when he gets weirdly angry. Yeah, yeah. Like when Ringo's cranky about something. I'm editing this episode, right? Are, yeah. Great. So that's staying in and I'm going to yeah. double it. Ringo. Um, just yeah. going to put it in two times in a Great. row. Um, Sorry, the introvert, is excited to have been picked by Chef Patty and knows that she needs to put herself out there a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. Moana, having, despite having been with Patty up until now, gives Sari some advice. She gives her some like flirting tips while they're getting ready together, telling her, you know, she can she she doesn't have to fully open up, but she should be subtle but not full on. Yeah, like trying to make a good impression. I really like this. This is really lovely. She's yeah. like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> That's right, and I think like it's a little bit counter to. Um, you know, the the, narr- the most interesting version of the narrative that the show could possibly be doing. Right, these women in conflict. Right, exactly. But I think it's, like, very sweet that they're not doing that. Yes. You know, and you feel that that could be happening, but it's not, and that's good. There's also a conversation between Paddy, Dalton, and Chris, but this one does not go quite as smoothly. Paddy is surprised that Dalton swooped in on Moana, but he sort of, you know, he, he's biting his tongue. He's trying not to be too territorial. He says, hopefully, we'll just have some fun and see how it goes. Yeah. Like this conversation this. will become relevant again in a moment. Uh, it's time for an Ibiza. Ibiza? Now I'm doing hey, the TH. John Lennon, Ibiza. <laughs> oh, boy. He, he does. He did, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, themed Ibiza-themed cocktail party yeah. on the main deck. Rest in peace to Avicii as well. <laughs> Rest in peace to the Venga Boys. <laughs> You know the iconic Ibiza song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's unclear in what way this party is actually Ibiza themed, um, but they just say it is, so I'm reporting it as fact. Absolutely. Uh, we focus on Dalton and Moana, where out of the blue, Dalton drops a drama bomb. And this is the beginning of the first, like, fake shit, I think, you know? Yeah. Dalton goes, I think Patty's off ya. Uh, He said, I don't really mind. I don't think there would be anything there. Moving forward, I don't think that's the ideal date for me. Which, that's not supported by anything that we saw. No, it's not. There's a slim chance that it happened and they didn't show it to us. Although, I don't know why. If it happened, you would definitely show it. Right. Um, So, I believe this is our first bit of like totally made up drama for the show. Uh And it's a bit annoying to me. It's fine. Like, it's like, it's functional as a reality TV sort of set piece. Yeah, we need someone to do this probably. Yes. Um, exactly. There can't be it can't be an entire show of like just sitting around kissing. Yeah. <laughs> sitting around kissing <laughs> on the love boat. Uh meanwhile, Sari, who has been heavily established as these this introvert, right? She yeah. needs she needs tips on getting out of her shell. Yep. You know, uh, she she you know she's She's a, turtling. She's turtling. Thank you. She does a backflip in front of everyone. Yeah, what the fuck? And everyone cheers. And yeah. it's like, this is like the sweetest thing ever. It's so lovely. I adored this. Yeah. I was feeling misty-eyed and emotional Loved. at this. Because I was relating to it, you yeah. know? Um, you wouldn't tell from it's the... It's the turtle coming out of its shell. Right. Uh, Patty is impressed. And then they like juggle oranges together. And she ITMs, if I can open up a little bit more, my feelings can be reciprocated a lot better. Which is like, I feel like I'm genuinely learning a lesson from this show. Yeah. Like I'm like this is I can't overstate how much this it's really this helped lovely, me to hear. Yeah. You know, it was great. Yeah, uh, you might not be able to tell from this podcast that I have an introverted personality. It's hard to say. Yeah, based on how much of me there is going <laughs> on. 
Uh, Katie, the 25-year-old event coordinator, who has now been picked last for a couple of different things. Yeah. Um, she ITMs uh, saying that at home, she's constantly being told that people want to meet somebody like her, but it just hasn't been her yet. Yeah. Um, so she's really happy to have been picked by Chris, who she also likes. Yes. Um, and just really quickly, and not to make an incredibly big deal out of it, um, she's obviously a very gorgeous, like, white blonde lady with blue eyes. Sure. But my bachelor-pilled brain still finds it refreshing to see somebody on this show who isn't, like, a size four, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, she, you know, she looks like people She look. looks like a normal person. Yeah. She's an incredibly beautiful person, but, yeah. like, just, like, I was like, huh. Like, the kind of person that you might see walking down the street. Yeah. And that is fucking refreshing. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh... I love this next part so much that I will basically just recount it. This is the best part of these two episodes for me. Yeah. Um, Tyler has heard rumors that there will be a new passenger boarding the ship. And she says, boy, girl, what are your thoughts? Uh, a girl could come on board and be like, I'm into women. Um, to which Katie says, most of the girls would be like, yeah, same. All right. Yeah. So Katie is implicitly saying like, there are some, some like, this is going to be a safe, healthy environment for queer folks. There are some queer folks here already. Mm-hmm. And then Chris says, the guys wouldn't care, but if a guy comes on and says, I'm bi, would any of the girls be like, I wouldn't date him because he's been with a guy? Which is an interesting question. Sure. And it's not a question that is super comfortable necessarily, but I think there is um, implicitly or unconsciously a little um, bias, so to speak, um, towards um, bi women as opposed to bi men. Sure. I think it is just more... um, digestible to the common yeah, straight like audience, at or the audience or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Tyler and Katie say, no, it, it, it wouldn't be a problem. Right. And then Tyler asks Chris and Josh, who are both, you know, Josh is sitting there too, um, about their sexuality in, yeah. a, in a pretty candid sort of way. Uh, and Josh says he's straight, but Chris reveals that he's bi. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't told anybody on the ship and he only really came out last year. Like Ooh. it's still kind of, fresh for him which is also interesting mm-hmm. um katie reiterates that she doesn't care um yeah. in itm she says it's 2022 like you do you it doesn't matter Fuck yeah um and then katie and chris have a little side chat where she says you telling me that is like the same thing as me saying i'm a virgo um i don't know you're you i'm gonna that like you rules. for you it is just the nicest yeah comparison. my heart melted yeah at this scene like Lovely. i just thought without sticking a flag in it Without, like, you know, uh, screaming it to the heavens about how important it is. or It's just fucking lovely for Australian television. It's just really lovely. It's really lovely for Australian television. Yeah. It's really lovely for these people. Yeah. You know? Um, and it, it gives me a huge amount of confidence in this series going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was really great. Yeah. I hope some people got something out of it. Yep. I don't... Like, it doesn't... It doesn't scream out, like, we are breaking down barriers... And, and I don't think it probably will. I don't think it's, it's the kind of thing that would necessarily change anybody's mind about right, anything exactly. or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, it just, it just like, it's just so rare to see that it feels so good. It's and yeah. it makes these people more believable. And therefore, any romantic stuff that happens will feel more believable because of it. It's the understatedness of it. Yeah. It's the fact that it is normal and that it is fine. And that we're just like, okay next plot point do you know what i mean like this is such a momentous treatment for australian television yeah because instead of getting the dramatic voiceover that's like this week a man will make a revelation right the bomb will drop right yeah 
it's just a which normal, I think like, Channel Ten is not really doing that anymore. Although no, obviously yeah. we know their history of doing that. Yeah. Um, I think they have made some steps to avoid doing that in, yeah. in the past little while. I tweeted something about how I liked this scene a lot. Yeah. And people from the show reached out, and and people who worked in Channel Ten like other departments or whatever. Yeah, great. Were like everybody here has always been really chill about that stuff, or at yeah. least like you know I've always you know yeah like and that just makes me feel really good. It's really lovely because we have. Uh, we have uh, stuck our anchor in to Channel 10 for s- somehow, you know? Just yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's the place where Bachelor lives and now we're doing this. Sure. So it makes me feel really good to see that they are making some progress or at least just like, you know. And so this is the CBS Viacom uh, commitment to diversity, which right. we love. There is also the part of it that makes me think about the uh, multiple networks that might feed into CBS Viacom and the purchasing power that buying you have to buy a show like The Bachelor from whatever Shine Endemol or whoever produces mm. it and what are the conflicting uh, production company schedules, uh, moralities, codes of all mm. kinds of different people who might be creating television for an audience that they might be imagining. Right. And in this instance, I think you can see the power that uh, Viacom CBS owning 10 and also producing the show has in giving this a platform and treating it in the way that I think that it should be treated. Yeah, totally. So the Cupids gather the singles on the main deck and introduce the new bombshell, a glamorous tall blonde lady with powerful nostrils <laughs> named Chelsea. Chelsea. Smelsy. <laughs> well, that's better. Plus the, the uh, Nosmias. Um, we learned that Chelsea s- sells seat Chelsea. <laughs> we learned that Chelsea. S- we learned that Chelsea sells seashells by by the Chelsea. By the sure. Chel- by che- We learned that Chelsea she- Chelsea sells <laughs> sea shells by the Chelsea. <laughs> She's a 28 year old hairdresser from Brisbane yep. who loves going to Bushdoofs. This is fascinating. Yeah, I don't think we've had a. I don't know Duffer. that we've had a fucking Duffer on a, any Bachelor-related franchise Actually, property. you know what? I guarantee we've had some Duffers and we just haven't really Probably heard that much about true, it. Yeah. Who was it? Not... Ah, uh, fuck. What was her name? Not Steph. The other, like, kind of villain character from that season of Bachelor. Um, Sierra. All right. So it's Sierra. Yeah, it's Sierra. And I have completely nailed... <laughs> <laughs> just based you on just having seen one or two so Instagram well. photos, I w- I found one in- uh, Instagram post of her at Esoteric Esoteric Festival in oh Victoria. Um, let me just read you some artist names, okay? Cough Daddy, Poncho Poncho, oh. Oracle, Violet Eve, Rayman, Dirge, Warp Drive, <laughs> Ectomorph, Iresis, DJ Kundalini, Nova, Roho, Culture Shift, Hudat. Daktari, Savigism, Diffraction. These are the bush doofiest names I've ever heard. Yeah, DJ Camel. Like, DJ Camel is, yeah, these are all playing the TP Forest at Splendor in the Grass. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is Squid, but spelt with a K and a W. Oh my God. S K W I D. Uh huh. Woof. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where was I? I'll just start from the top. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Ahoy. <laughs> Josh seems to latch on to this bush doofy thing about Chelsea, right? Right. He's like, oh, yeah. He, s- he yells out something I could not understand because I've no. only been to one bush doof before. Yeah, 
I've only been to one Bushdorf also. What was your Bushdorf experience like? Okay, this is great. I'm glad we're sidebarring for this. Uh, when I was in high school, yeah. um, a decent while after I had uh, touched a boob, yeah. um, I was in, 2006. I was in a ska band, yep. which I think we've talked really about. Really good, yep. Um, and we were invited to play at a Bushdorf. These are the best. Which had a live music stage. Yeah. That also, I think our friends in like a gypsy band played in yes, as well. Yes, I remember. Whatever. They played your 21st. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. Because uh, we that was cool. They um, were great. They they were awesome. Yeah. I don't know about the slur. Yeah, I'm just not sure that we can use the slur anymore. No. Uh, they were actually a very good band. Yeah. Um, and we were not, but we were also invited to play. And so we did that. And then um, I can't say, mm. based on the people who were in that band. Yeah. I won't say anything else that happened at Fair the enough. Bushdorf. But I didn't get much sleep. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I How about was you? 20. I think I revealed enough details that 22? I'm like, I'm going to get people in trouble. You were 22? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was after Splendor in the Grass. Right. So Directly after? Oh, yeah. That night? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. I was kidding. The So I remember seeing TV on the radio mm-hmm. and having hey this is funny yeah this is funny this is funny you saw tv on the radio and now you're doing radio about the tv ah, it's good stuff isn't it mm-hmm. i wish i could remember any of their songs no uh, yeah a good band but they were a great band i remember that live set being really really good mm. and then someone the one and only times that, that i tried magic mushrooms was this night all oh, right um i didn't know you had there you go. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't for me. No. Uh, you got too big. I got too... Yeah, yeah. This is what happened. I went and saw Fat Freddy's drop, and then everything fell apart. Right. Um, and then the girl that I was staying with was like, we could go back to where we're staying, or my friends... My parents' friends are having a party out on a paddock in the back of Lismore somewhere. Gotcha. Yep. And I was like, we're going to that the back of sick. Lismore. Yeah. Sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the back of Lismore where there were goats and some people and the loudest music that I've ever heard and mm. also the most intense stomach pain of my life for oh some boy. reason. Yeah, okay. And then a dog. Oh. And I remember like me being like, whatever, I'm going to bed. Like this is this is too much. Not being able to sleep, but this dog who was a puppy. Yeah. Oh, I also used what's one of those those um, vapies mm-hmm. that um, you get the weed to a certain temperature and then you inhale it from like a bag. I think that's a vaporizer. Yeah, vaporizer, but yeah. not a vape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Back in my day, that's what a vape was, yeah, man. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a lot. Yeah, we've unlocked some stuff here. Yeah, yeah. There's some core cool memories being unlocked here. We should do an up late episode where we talk about. Both the first boob and also what happened on Safari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, look. Uh, a, a special w- episode where we everyone has to s- sign an NDA to listen to us. That's, yeah, we would love that. Thank you, listeners. Great. Um, so Moana is forced to put on a brave face whilst Dal- Dalton starts flirting with Chelsea. Yes. Who has just arrived. And obviously Moana and Dalton are, are paired up, but he's taken an interest in... Uh, the, the the fresh meat, even though she's sitting right next to them. That's why we call him Doanna, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, can we... Is this the appropriate moment for another tangent? About, yeah, yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten three minutes through the recap, so... Yeah. Uh, Dalton's chest tattoo. 
Yeah, what does it say? Which is revealed here. Um, it was brought to my attention by Marnie in the Osh Posting group, so thank you, Marnie. Um, it's Roman numeral. I, w- I hadn't been paying attention, but but she was right to point this out. Uh, it's Roman numerals, I guess, uh-huh. except they read I-I-X-V-I-I on one line and then X-V-I-X on the other. Okay, so hang on. X- I-I-X-V-I-I. So two, ten... 27? I'll save you the trouble. Neither of these is a valid Roman numeral. No. That's not how Roman no, numerals no, no, no. work. You start from the biggest and you go to the smallest. Yeah. Um, or you can have... Uh, oh, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have IIX. You would have IX, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, XVIX... up to three. Wait. Hey, so it's VII is eight. Yeah. And then VII is, is seven. VIII is eight. Oh, IX geez. is nine. So it doesn't make sense on a lot of different levels. Um XVIX, same same problem. Doesn't yeah. make sense. NCIS, very bad. <laughs> uh, XCIX appears to be a cryptocurrency thing, according to oh, Chris in the Osh Posting so group. That's so funny. It's like the name of a oh, coin or he's something. he's a coin bro. Could not figure out that first line. None of us could figure it out. I did some Googling of my own. I couldn't find anything. What's the worst... Sorry, which, which chest tattoo is worse? This or Lockie's Strength and Honor, do you reckon? This one's a bit smaller, and also on first glance, you don't notice anything silly about it. Yeah. This is a worse one because, like, Lucky can at least know what he stands for immediately from reading his tattoo. Yeah. And he thinks it stands for strength and honor. I think it stands for you're a bit of a doof. Yeah. Uh, now, this man appears to have a uh, backwards cryptocurrency tattoo, mm. and that to me says... It's somewhat inscrutable. I can't. Trust you, yeah, and also good luck with your like lunar safe moon coffeezilla shit. Generously, and I'm being kind to the man here. Yeah, it implies that he has some kind of secret code. Yeah, which is not an altogether good thing. But at least I'm giving him the chance to ha- like be smart enough to know that this thing. Sure, you know because. Otherwise, it's like getting, you know, asking for some Chinese script that says bravery and you come out and it says, like, you know, chow mein or something. You know, like, this thing that happens a lot, right? Of, like, uh, you get a thing in another language or whatever, you think it means one thing, it doesn't actually mean that. Right. You know? Which I think maybe is what happened here. He he went in and he was like, I'm going to get my birthday tattooed. Yeah. And here's what my birthday is. And the tattoo guy's gone, like, okay, fuck you. (laughs) You know? Up yours. Yeah. Or at least, like, I'll do my best or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, glad we stopped for that. Uh, so tonight, Captain Paolo will host the women at a captain's table event, which is essentially a bull of banquet. Um, and the Cupids will take this chance to, br- uh, to pick three couples to go on destination dates within their next port of Marseille. Uh, the captain says like two sentences at this captain's table before leaving. Was that three? Yes. Uh, presumably he has some actual work to do. Although I wrote these notes before I had watched the American one and he's in the American one a decent Heaps. bit more. Yeah. 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 I think he had other, other commitments. I reckon they, they come in and they show him two paychecks and they go, uh, this one, uh, a little heavier in the, you know, mm-hmm. a little more ink on the page. Yep. You know, and he's going, yeah. okay, I'm going to work harder for that one then. Yeah. Uh, the Cupids also reveal that one lucky couple will be selected to be upgraded to a luxury suite where there will be no interruptions. So basically, it's fantasy suite. You know, it's yeah. Fu- it's fuck suite. Um, so there's stakes for maybe the first the time. The very first time. And I must say, I'm very happy about it. Did you say I must say? Must say. Yeah, fancy. Where oh. they're going? 
I think mast like a boat thing. Also good. much better. Um, we hear everybody's arguments for why they should be picked. So Sally, you know, she's a mom. She has some trouble dating in the real world. Yeah, but she's yeah, really into Jay. That's really cumbersome. Yeah, um, she's really into Jay. You know, they're they're really hitting it off. Yeah. Sorry, she's an introvert. She has trouble dating in the real world. You know, but she's really into Patty. They're yeah. really hitting it off. Katie <coughs> is really keen on Chris. Naomi is really keen on Dan. Tyler is keen to try her luck with somebody Someone? other than Josh. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Chelsea is fresh blood. She got some, she's got a bit of ground to make up. Uh huh. Um, she wants to go over Dal- go, go after she Dalton. Wants to go over Dalton. We'll, we'll talk about she that. Probably wouldn't turn that down. Um, Moana says she's still keen to get to know Dalton, especially since she found out that Patty was not interested in her at all mm. after that quick wine and cheese tasting date. Except. She brings this up to the table, and Chelsea says, "Actually, when I spoke to all the boys, Patty mentioned he did have a connection with you, Moana. So I don't. Check your facts, where did babe. you get that from?" Moana is like, "What the fuck?" Um, you know, she's like, "It's clear we need to have a conversation already." But Moana starts suddenly feeling all the pressure of everybody. Mm. You know, all eyes on her relationship and this thing that she's got wrong or she's been lied to or whatever's going on. She gets really upset. She's, she she cries. The first tears on the first boat. First tears of the boat. Yeah. You know tears what? up at the captain's water, table. Water everywhere, not a drop to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel for her. Because obviously she just she literally just got manipulated by the, one of the most basic reality TV show tricks in the book. <laughs> Right? What the most? I thought you were going to say one of the most basic reality show men. Well, that's true too. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, and he should honestly know better. He's not playing at a particularly high level. Yeah, you know, he's basically just gone like, oh yeah, he said he doesn't like. Yeah. You said that you and um, the other guy because you're not compatible. You yeah. see? Yeah, it's actually what he said. I don't think this, <laughs> but I heard the other guy saying it. Mm. But it's a, you know, it's a shame. He, hi, oldie. I had heard that Moana had said that I will get a whale. Someday we'll find <laughs> it. The rainbow boat. <laughs> anyway, the three golden tickets for the romantic Marseille dates are given to Sally and Jay, uh, the moms, the moms, the mamas and the papas. Yep. Uh, well, Katie and Chris. And Chelsea and Dalton. Yep. So, I mean, these are these are sensible picks from a producing standpoint. We've got we've got a safe pick. We've yep. got our front runners. You know, We're have some love. We've got a good pick for two people with seemingly real potential. We that's that's Katie and Chris. Mm-hmm. And we've got a chaotic pick to produce some drama. Mm. Chelsea and Dalton. Um, and the Cupids have selected Naomi and Dan for the all access pass to the luxury suite. I feel like we have not seen very much of Naomi and Dan no, at me all. Neither. Like, I, yeah. this doesn't make a lot of sense to me right off the bat. Um, but they're both very happy about it. Great. Uh, we see some handheld camera footage shot by Naomi, where she jumps up and down and reveals that Dan kissed her, which is what closes the episode. It's lovely that they're holding hands, you know. <laughs> Actually, I really like the um, handheld footage. In it's way better, in isn't here. it? Um, I, I, I like that it integrating this makes it all feel real in a way i mean yeah. it's like obviously if they had too much of it it would just feel like they couldn't afford a camera crew for the whole time or whatever yeah but like just having a little bit of this sprinkled in here just makes those moments feel really personal mm-hmm. and i think it is really well deployed over these first couple of episodes 
Um, I wonder how it works. Like, do they have a... They must have a little GoPro that they've been yes. given. Yeah, I reckon the GoPro is the way to go. Yeah. Maybe, or like, I mean, so, so much of this you can do with an iPhone now with a nice little uh Totally, nice little but I don't, I, I'd be surprised microphone. if they had iPhones. Because it's... Oh, of course. Don't go on the phone. Yeah, there's no Wi-Fi. Right. Well, there probably would be Wi-Fi. That's not probably the reason. Not on I the boat. Okay, right. You don't think that. Okay. Um, I remember there was a lot of this in The Bachelorette New Zealand. Yes. There was a lot of handheld camera of being like, Oh, it's all us boys. We're trying to pick which one of the two bachelorettes we want to get together with. Like, who do you uh, pass it around? You know, like that kind that of thing. That I love. And that I like too, because it's it's quite confessional and you don't get the feeling that people are staging stuff, even yeah. though obviously they must be yeah. uh, to some degree or whatever. To, to some degree, it's like, you're going to do this, right? In hmm. the same way that a, what do we usually call them? Like a girl's chat? Sure. Yes, a girl chat. Yeah. Would be, but it is more personal because it is more first person. Yes. And also... In life, we are very used to seeing this kind of content. This is how people yeah. communicate with the world in their Instagram story yep. or their TikTok or whatever it is. How they say their things to their people. Right. I've been thinking about this recently. Yes. Let's have a little tangent. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about it. We've technically go, gotten to the end of the recap, but yeah. we, you know, I've been thinking about how if you are not making an attempt in this in this day and age, in this world that we live in, and yes. I don't love this, but if you're not making an attempt to produce content yes. on some level... yes. Uh, you are basically not communicating with people. You don't exist. Yeah, you need, I mean, you need to make a real effort to, even though we are more contactable than ever, Mm. everybody has a phone on them at all times, they can always be reached. Yes. um, Speaking broadly, speaking generally. Um, Isn't it odd? Well, so think about this, right? My great-grandma, Kate Sloss, that's what I know about her. Yeah, right, yeah. Nana Kate. Yeah. There will be hundreds of hours mm. of me talking to you yeah for whoever my progeny are yeah you know like assuming that the global mega structures that prop up our recordings right you know right. don't see fit to wipe them off the face of the earth as they could do at any moment they but could, yes. yes but like that for me feels like uh the internet from from 2002 let's say yeah everything has been documented to yeah. the nth degree right whereas prior to that i don't know tell me stuff about my grandparents because yeah. i don't know that much i could tell you some stuff if you want oh yeah you tell me i don't know for sure yeah but i could definitely tell you some stuff okay well look i'd love to hear some rumors maybe this is stuff that we take offline okay yeah, yeah. we'll talk about it later yeah yeah and yeah. i definitely know this stuff i'm not gonna make it up do you think that do you think that my nan had read Brooke Blurton's book. <laughs> yeah, I did. She got an advanced copy. It was called Big Love Boat. That's right. Yeah. I think she listened to this podcast too. Yeah, look, yeah. You know, I think she loved it. We love Shirley. Uh, so final thoughts. Is it good, the show? I think so. I think so too. It's not the most exciting thing on TV. I guess we, we top-loaded a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, it's not exciting, but it is nice. Yes. It's comfort. I, I think to a lot of people... Yeah. And I don't strictly disagree with them. I think a lot of people will see the product placement and the like. I the craven sort of IP yeah. uh, mining of this, and they will, in a way that I encourage, yes. broadly speaking, yes. will be quite cynical about feels, this endeavor. Yeah, you know, yes. like it feels yucky, I, and I think like it will be too much for a lot of people. And I think maybe we're seeing that reflected in the ratings. It's not just that it's a new thing. Yeah, it's not that people tried it and didn't like it necessarily, but it's like, 
It seems so gross. It comes with a who cares factor. Right. I think you need to push past that. And I think it is endearingly low stakes. It's sweet. It is nice. It seems like the people on the show are kind the of there for seem each other. Good. Yeah. They, it doesn't seem like there's a huge attempt made by the producers to make people on the show look bad or make them be the butt of the joke or whatever. Exactly. exactly. Which is how reality TV works most of the time. Agreed. But not all of the time. And there are shows like I don't watch it, but I know like The Block. Yeah. Is a show that like is immensely popular year after year, and I don't think that it relies on like character assassination wait didn't a muslim family just have to leave the country because they were like on the block and they were made fun of wait really i don't know any oh god that's horrific that's okay maybe i picked a really bad example they were picked as like like weird like villains or something i have to find out about this i should have picked a show that i've ever watched before let's be (laughs) let's be real the sydney-based best mates snuck out of the country last week with a well-placed insider confirming that they have flown to Bali for two weeks for a holiday. Never fucking mind. Never mind me. Oh. I saw a headline and... They've just gone on holidays. They seem to have gone. They've just gone on holiday. holly bobs. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> blockheads have Wait, called where, them where cheaters are you reading and this dodgy from? Where are you reading this from? It's now to love.com.au. Okay, right. Um, I was waiting for you to say Daily Mail. Well, I, for one, am quite excited to keep doing podcasts about this show. Me too. I didn't think I would be. Yeah. I thought maybe we would do one and we would talk about like the ecosystem around it and mm. how weird it is that this is happening as a bachelor and all that kind of stuff that we've kind of addressed. Mm. And I thought that would kind of be it. Um, but I like these episodes. I like the next couple of episodes. I think we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. We also have some very cool shit coming up on the Patreon. So much. I'm going to spoil it, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, talk I'm going to And you don't even know, I think, actually, what, what is happening nope. at the end of the month. Um, this month on the Patreon, the first episode that we will put out, and it might take us a little while because we haven't read them yet, is the book report episodes that yes. we talked about. So we've got Book Blutton. We have and a special guest. Wait, do? Oh, yeah. we. Oh, my God. That's going to be huge. We won't say who that is yet. We haven't taped it. We've got to lock it in, but that's going to be really fun. It'll be great. Um, we'll have a little bit of a tease on here, but I think, honestly, I want to take my foot off the gas of doing the little uh, preview episodes because they take extra time and Agreed. we're doing this. Yes. Um, the second episode that we're going to do in October, thinking in my mind right now, which is where I do some of my best thinking, yes. I'm like, I could bring a guest on for that. But anyway, regardless, Max and I haven't even talked about this yet. There is a film, there is a motion picture, okay, which was released to rapturous applause. Oh. Actually, I don't think anybody liked it, and it also barely played anywhere. Oh. Um, about a year ago. Oh, count me in. Um, and it features some of our favorite ex bachelor contestants talk to me about and this. in what fact is it features it? an ex-bachelorette in a big role and in fact the, there's a bunch of reality tv people Frosty? in it no not sam frost oh I, I honestly i wish it was in a movie uh it features angie kent oh it features hang on let me get this up how do i not know about this i've been keeping it a secret from you thank you this is an australian motion picture Mm. It is a horror motion picture because this will, of course, be our Halloween, our All Hallows Eve episode Fantastic. for the Patreon. Fantastic. This is a motion picture that features Angie Kent. Yes. It also features Romy Poulier. No way. And I think there was another one. Am I crazy? Maybe not. Anyway, it also features John Jarrett, who I think oh, is maybe no, cancelled. Su- super cancelled. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, maybe that's part of the reason why this movie played to like th- literally like three regional cinemas after oh, its premiere. God, and sick. now finally is getting a release on physical media 
our my Blu-ray copy is in the post is on it its way. Is it streaming anywhere? It is not streaming anywhere. Oh my god! You cannot watch this movie. I have been literally since it was announced. Since not not even because I thought about trying to go to Queensland for its premiere, but tickets sold out and they were pretty expensive for yeah. some reason because yeah. they were trying to make up some of the money they probably of lost course. on it. Yeah. Uh, but but for at least eighteen months, I have been trying to get around this. It is what finally is this being called? released. It is called The Possessed. It oh is a God. horror movie directed by someone called Chris Sun. Exorcist Jacob Chandler is summoned to uncover the layers of demonic deception at play by his nephew's new girlfriend, oh, Atalie so Carlisle. Bad. This is going to be so bad. I am fascinated. Its IMDb rating is 4.6 out of 10. Uh, we will watch that film, I think, maybe together. I think that's a, a great idea. Do it. Uh, and uh, yes, we'll discuss that at the end of this month on the Patreon. So if you're not yet a member, I so strongly encourage you to get over there. At least just join for a month. See yeah, what you think. Yeah, here's what I'd like to do. You can listen back through all the back episodes. Yeah. Why do they think there were more Bachelor people in this? There's not. Oh, But still, right. there's two of them. Angie and Romy's enough. Angie and Romy. I saw Romy in another movie just recently. Do you know, I just heard that she was in things. Yeah. I didn't realize that she was an actress. She is. Yes. She has at least two or three lines in the new Julia Roberts and George Clooney movie, uh, Ticket to Paradise. Oh. Which I think maybe is still playing in cinemas. I didn't know that. It's an Australian co-production, so right. there's a lot of Australian people in it. Um, and yeah, she plays a flight attendant oh, and she spills one. something on George Clooney. Sick. Is it like Nescafe or something? It's Yeah, it's. I think it's champagne. Oh. Yep. Well, She's in the blooper reel too. For her real friends. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we? You know what? I just checked, and this is not even close to We're our longest episode. Close. It's because not that the, long. The content of the episode itself was not that much. Right. It just feels very loopy. Yeah. Um, listeners, we love you so much. Thank yeah, you for thank listening. You for being here. If you're here for the first time, I promise it's not always if like this. You've made it this far. Yeah. Send us an email. <laughs> it's true. Do we you have an email address? Bopod. B-O-H-Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. If this is your very, very first episode, I doubt that anyone who is having their first episode has made it this far. But right. if that is you, our you are interested in the real love boat. If I can pull the curtain back at all, we were like, we want to relaunch this. We want to rebrand because there'll be some, because we were talking about this and we were like, there'll be people watching the love boat yep. who have never watched Bachelor before yep. and we'll be able to get a huge pile of new listeners. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not happened. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's just, it's simply not going to happen. I don't think there is a soul who watched The Real Love Boat, who has never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette before. Or who is like dying for a podcast digest of yeah. it. Especially you know? one that's a bit late. Look, okay. We have to end the podcast. Listeners, we love you. Thank you so much for sticking it out. Um, we'll be back again quite soon with the episodes about week two. We're going to Patreon episodes. We love doing podcasts. We all love I want to do every day, talking. all day is podcasts. All I want to do is pop, 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 and <gasps> ju- 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 and and vaccinate. Va- vaccinated. Yeah. 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 Um, well, uh, what are some note, other things that happened in the last 24 hours that we can really seal this podcast into the time and date? Uh, well, Alex Jones got a million dollars. A billion dollars. How good's that? He didn't get a billion dollars, and we're not saying that that would be good. Yeah. Just just so we're on the same page. Sorry, here. You're absolutely we right. We don't like the man. No, no, no. He got a billion dollar punishment for being a bad boy. As much as it sounds like we love it when people just bluster on for fucking oh. hours about a bunch of stupid bullshit. Oh boy, when they do it for the wrong reasons. That's right. We're and actually here for the right reasons. <laughs> we actually came yeah. here to make friends. We actually came uh, here to make a lifeboat. Yeah, look, and listeners, if you want to be that lifeboat, the Bachelor of Hearts Osh posting group on Facebook is where you can go. 
I don't know that there's too much else that we have to say other than that, listeners, we, we love, love you. Ahoy! Boat. Oh, I think I was just kidding. <laughs>